What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Kick Ash Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic week. As always, today we are going to be getting right into WWE's Royal Rumble for 2023. We're not going to waste too much time, but as always, I appreciate you guys for checking out the show and downloading, streaming, all that good stuff. You can follow the show on Twitter at Podcast underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S. But yeah, like I said, we are going to get right into it. Not that it's too that were that much stacked of a card rather um but there's a lot to kind of break down which I'll try to get into here uh this the pay-per-view ple itself it's to me it, it's a weird feeling going into it like I almost completely didn't even realize that it was this weekend and then once I realized it, I was like oh shit like I, you know like let's go right it's once you kind of get in that mindset, like, okay, Royal Rumble is here, it's mania season, like, there's just something different about this time of the year, and whether the storylines are lackluster or if they're hitting on all cylinders, it's it's just kind of like a, a given, like, a, a blanket level of excitement, uh, just, just leading into WrestleMania, and I think this year obviously has a lot going into it as well, so that's another reason why the Royal Rumble pay-per-view is going to be so exciting, I think. I mean, you have your obvious storylines with the bloodline, uh, what's going to happen with Roman Reigns, is the Rock going to appear, things like that. And then you have your, I don't want to say sideline returns, but then you have your kind of like Seg B stories, right? Like your your stories leading into it. You have who's going to actually win the Royal Rumble, you know? Like if the Rock doesn't come back, who's going to win the Rumble to face off against Roman, which obviously we'll be getting into. But there's just so much that is going into this particular Rumble PLE pay-per-view this year compared to others where a lot of the years it's kind of just been like a given like okay like Cena's gonna win the Rumble or Triple H is gonna win the Rumble or whomever is gonna win the Rumble that year right but this year while yes it's kind of a given who's gonna win there's still a lot of different angles and different routes you could go um so I don't think that it's really as as shoot shoehorn in or whatever the phrase is as um as one may think. So with all that mumbo jumbo out of the way, we'll get right into the card itself. The first card that we or the first match that we have on the card rather is and this is obviously in no particular order. Um, and I'm sure they'll probably start off with one of the rumble matches to start the PLE and then the other two end it. Again, it just kind of makes sense. And I think this year the probably start off with the women's and and, but then again I don't know they could start off with the Mountain Dew pitch black match which is number one on my list here um just depending on like what that match actually is I mean obviously it's pitch black so it's gonna be pretty dark um but we'll see so we'll obviously be getting into that right now it's of course Bray Wyatt facing off against LA Knight um and just first of all shout out to LA Knight and just the just the the magnificence that he's been showing on the mic and just in this character and just the complete 180. Like, it's it's almost crazy to think that a few months ago he was on SmackDown in the Maximum Male Models and he was Max Dupree and shit like that and just completely different. And now he's he's feuding with Bray Wyatt. He's Bray's first opponent when on Bray's return, right? He was just in a segment on Raw 30 with The Undertaker and Bray. So... Big things, I think, are in the future for L.A. Knight, whether that means he's going to be a main eventer, heavyweight champion, anything like that. 
Um, it's to be seen. I, I think he he definitely could, depending on on how strong they keep him and, and the push that you know obviously he gets within the next year or so. But I could, and a lot of people are gonna, or a lot of people would say this as like a diss or whatever. But I could honestly see L.A. Knight as like the next Miz, and, and maybe even a little bit in a more serious and possibly a, a more main event role but let's not forget the Miz did main event Wrestlemania against John Cena and he he was the WWE champion for I forget how long he was but you can never take that away from him he he did headline a, a Wrestlemania against John Cena and came out as WWE champion you know granted the Rock did get involved um odd coincidence there but um you just you can never take that away from him you know what I mean and I think LA LA Knight could kind of lead a similar path and just up it a notch and and take it, like I said, a more serious route where I don't think we'll be seeing LA Knight talk about like how big his balls are and shit like that anytime soon. Um, But he could, you know, he has the comedic aspect of inside of his character that we've seen um, he can tap into. So I think the skies are the limit for LA Knight and I'm super excited and I'm, I'm just so happy he's out of that male model gimmick although I, I it was funny and I, I did kind of buy into it there for the first couple of weeks but um regardless I uh, I'm happy that Mr. Knight is free and then that of course leaves his counterpart in the match Bray Wyatt I think this one a lot of people are just automatically assuming Bray is winning and that's kind of how it was at first too but thinking a little bit more into it I think there's the story with this is obviously the main thing. The the match itself and, and like the moves and things like that, that's obviously not the focal point here. I mean, for for God's sakes, it's a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. That's soda. Pitch black match. Um so to me, I mean, just first the match itself, I think obviously it's gonna be dark, right? I think we'll get some like green lights for the Mountain Dew color. Uh the what do they have code red, they have live wire, what was that, orange? Um, they have a blue, so I guess you could go like the Mountain Dew colors. Um, if you, cause we, you have to have something, right? You have to have some type of lighting. Um, I'm very intrigued though to see how they pull this off. I'm very, very intrigued. I'm not going to say, uh, I don't know. I'm not, and to be honest guys, like I'm not even expecting the worst out of this and maybe I should, um, and maybe I have more hope than I, I should going into this, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't know, I'm not thinking it's going to be obviously like the match of the night or like the next big gimmick match or anything like that, but for some reason I just think this is going to be fun and I think this is going to be pretty cool and I'm, like I said, I'm very intrigued to see how they even pulled this type of of match off, but like I was starting to say, this match is all about the story, so while my first I guess, pick going into this was Bray Wyatt winning. I think Uncle Howdy plays a big role in this. And I think since we've seen Uncle Howdy hit Sister Abigail on Bray, that doesn't, I mean, that shows obviously a big thing, right? Like they're not automatically paired up. They're not automatically on the same side. I think obviously Uncle Howdy has been tormenting Bray for the past however long. How long has Bray been back now? For past however many weeks at this point. So I think in in part of Bray's story with him being back is is the torment and him kind of repenting and apologizing and and just kind of trying to be a different version of of himself than he was in the past and I think Uncle Howdy obviously is is 
the negative, the bad, the evil pulling him in, into the dark side, right? So I think Uncle Howdy caused spray here. I think as crazy as it sounds, LA Knight may need the win in whatever form or whatever that looks like more than Bray here because I don't I don't think I mean, yes, Bray can't come back and lose literally every match, right? But I don't think Bray losing here really hurts him. And I don't see Bray losing in the next however, like maybe like next couple matches, that being a big deal as long as it makes sense with the story and as long as there's an obvious story being built. Or maybe not the story being obvious, but obvious in the sense that, okay, we're going somewhere. We don't know where we're going yet, but we know we're going somewhere. And I think that's the beauty of Bray Wyatt. And when he first came back, there was reports that came out that they had already mapped out his story all the way to WrestleMania. So again, like I, I just have faith in that. I, I am still on the bandwagon. I'm, I'm still here for it. So I may be crazy, but I'm gonna put my money on LA Knight. Uh, I don't, I haven't checked betting odds or anything like that. I, I don't think I ever have actually. Um. And I, I haven't really listened, honestly, to, to many podcasts this week at all. Um, I've just it's been a crazy week, but at least on Twitter, the general consensus, right? And I have listened to one show, um, but the general consensus is Bray Wyatt. So I think I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with my maybe out of the left field pick with uh, L.A. Knight here. And let me know, let me know what you guys think of, of going against Bray here. Um, again, I'm not going to be shocked if Bray wins. But I think the story here is Bray eating the loss and, and kind of reacting and, and kind of figuring out what his journey is and, and what his direction is. So my money is on LA Knight. Next up, we have Bianca Belair facing off against Alexa Bliss for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And speaking of Uncle Howdy and the dark side and all things creepy, we have Alexa Bliss. Now, this one, while in the last match, or whatever you want to call it, um, the last match I went with LA Knight winning I and Bray losing, I th- think I'm going to stick with that theme going here as well for Alexa Bliss. Although, I would put maybe a little bit more odds winning in her favor um, than I would with Bray. Again, as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> um, and as I say it. But, God, like, I just... Again, I think the story here with Alexa is the story and not the championship. I think the story is her veering back to the dark side, getting back entangled with Bray Wyatt and meeting Uncle Howdy and kind of just engulfing herself with that side. I think she's going to be very very much more susceptible to the dark side than Bray has been. And I don't know. I just, I don't think right now the championship is just truly Alexa Bliss, the character's focal point. And again, I could be wrong. They, this could be a way to get the championship off of Bianca. Um, and maybe like a quick hot potato ish. She can take it off of Bianca, put it on Alexa, and then maybe have like a, a Ronda Rowdy, Ronda Rowdy, Ronda Rousey come back out of nowhere. Um, and face off against Becky, or, or, or rather, face off against Bliss, win the championship, and that leads to Becky at WrestleMania. I don't know. That's obviously way, 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 way out of the ballpark. Um, and I don't think that 
what happened. Um, so my my safe pick here is is keeping the the title on Bianca Belair. Again, I think the Bianca Belair championship side of the story is is a complete mess and no fault against her. Um, but I'm ready to see her character kind of evolve as well. Like I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing like the same thing. Like her come out with the hair swinging like her sacking her ass in the ring like it's just the same thing you know like I'm I'm ready to see just the badass version of Bianca I love Bianca Belair she is so just naturally gifted and naturally talented and it's frustrating for me to and I think that's why I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of, of this version of her character at this point and just kind of stale on it. It, it because like you just look at her and you know there's so much more right you hear her in interviews outside of WWE like you know for whether it's with a radio station or whatever whatever it is right she just she's just so naturally gifted and just like a people person and she can do that and not be cocky and in the point where like she's rubbing it in your face so I think they just for whatever reason they haven't yet at least from what it appears just given the women more of, of a free reign on the mic um or at least character-wise, and I, I kind of hope that they do, or I wish they would, and allow maybe Bianca and a couple other women to just kind of shake things up a bit. I think we need a little bit more life in the women's division as a whole in WWE. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if that means that that means that starts after WrestleMania or what. But with that being said, my money is on Bianca here. I see her retaining. Um, yeah, and I, I think, again, the story with Alexa is Alexa, Bray, Uncle Howdy, and, and kind of that portion of the WWE Universe, whereas Bianca maintaining and retaining her championship and, and veering on to the future is, is where I see the championship at this point. Speaking of championships, the what normally would be main event of the PLE, next up on the card, we have your... WWE Undisputed Universal Champion Roman Reigns facing off against Kevin Owens and I think this is one of the most exciting matches on the card itself which says a lot because we're two plus years into I think right two plus years into the reign of Roman and it's it's amazing just how invested we all still are with the story and I I'm just loving literally every minute of it. I'm not wishing for it to end. Like, I don't want anyone to turn on anyone. You know, I'm kind of dreading it, to be honest with you guys, because it's one of those things where, um, I mean, not that you don't know what you have until it's gone, because I, I know what we have here, but it's like, you, it's kind of like you, you know what you have and you don't want it to end, right? And you, I don't know, it's a weird mind fuck, but you don't, you don't want it to end, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with this. And I think, Part of me is is kind of sad because this is the beginning of the end for the the masterful story that we've seen over the past uh, close to a year with with the bloodline and Sammy related. Um, so I think with this one, there's a lot of different ways that you could probably go, um, and I think it's it's gonna be very interesting to see the end result, and I can't wait to sitting here after the match is over to see what played out and to think man like okay this is where we're going because what's very interesting is god i was uh, next month um sometime in february i believe elimination chamber is the next ple and they're going to be in montreal which is of course Sami Zayn's home country um country hometown home city um 
but and of course Kevin Owens as well Canada all that good stuff um so that's a huge and pivotal point for Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and the bloodline story and I think that's where we end up getting our first Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match and I think that kind of to me that kind of answers a few other questions that kind of branch and stem off of that I think most likely what will happen in the championship match. And I think, it don't, I don't have anything notated differently here, but I think this is just a regular one-on-one match between Roman and Kevin. There's no stipulation, last man standing, no DQ, anything like that. It's just a, a standard match, um, which I guess you could kind of take a cheaper route and get like a DQ finish or a count out or something like that, um, which but I don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't, I think we're, too deep in the weeds with this um and I I just I don't see them going that route maybe a DQ right it's it is WWE but I don't I just don't see that with this one I think with Roman saying that the final test for Sammy is this Saturday which again fucking love Saturday paper pay-per-views PLEs so let's keep this a thing guys um but with him saying that this is essentially gonna be Sammy's biggest and final test um and to see just how quickly he Roman was ready to just off Sammy, right? And pretty much de- in WWE form, decapitate Sammy and kick him out of the bloodline, right? It was it was just kind of crazy. And Solo had no hesitation, no nothing, which isn't too surprising with Solo being Solo. But I don't know. I Part of me was wondering, you know, when that day does come, do we get any sense of hesitation or any glimpse of hesitation from Solo? And no, nah, my dude was just ready to fucking pounce. <laughs> um, so that answered that question. But this one obviously is going to be the the big deal when it comes to where Sammy lies. Is it, he truly with the bloodline or is he with Kevin Owens, his lifelong, essentially, lifelong career friend? Um, someone who he has decades of, of relationship with or at least over a decade um, if not closer to two decades. Um, so yeah, it's the story itself is just their story is just amazing to when you look over the lifespan of it and to see it kind of lead to a clash with the bloodline. It's, it's very cool. Very cool. Um, it's kind of like their own bloodline in a way, Sammy and Kevin's, but I think this is going to be it. I think Sammy is going to, And, you know, and, like, my heart my heart says, no, Sammy can't cost Kevin, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, Sammy won't cost Kevin the championship. And Roman will still end up winning. And then that'll be, like, the final bullet for Sammy. And, you know, that'll just add more layers for us as fans to love Sammy, right? Like, at the end of the day, yes, he wanted to be a part of the bloodline. But he just couldn't turn his back on Kevin and cost him the championship. He could, you know, he, he did fuck him over um, in, in war games, right? But that was different. It wasn't a one-on-one match. It wasn't for the title. It wasn't, it was just a different, a different match. Um, So part of me wants to think that, but part of me thinks that they're going to pull the trigger and have Sammy actually make physical contact with Kevin and actually do something deliberately to cost Kevin the match. Of course, when the referee isn't looking, Roman's going to get the one, two, three, and then they're going to be celebrating. Roman's going to act like he's super happy, you know, and, and very thankful. Well, not necessarily thankful, but kind of like, okay, yeah, you did your job, Sammy, right? And then out of nowhere, just six solo on Sammy and then just beat the living shit out of Sammy. And then we may not see Sammy Zane for 
maybe a week or two on SmackDown. And then however many weeks out, I, I don't see them holding it off for two. So keep them off of SmackDown for this coming week. And then the following SmackDown, have him return to set up their one-on-one match at Elimination Chamber. Um, I think that kind of solves a lot or a few different things that solves us fans wanting and expecting Sammy to appear in the Rumble match itself and kind of avoid a repeat of Daniel Bryan. And yeah, Daniel Bryan wasn't in the match itself, so that was kind of like the uproar, uproar rather, in one of the matches. But um, I think if you have Sammy in the match and he doesn't win, I think that's really going to piss some fans off. Um, I could be wrong there, but that, I I just I think Sammy's at that level now where don't do him dirty, right? Be in the company. Um, so if you're... If you have Solo just completely demolish Sammy and he's taken out, whether it's a stretcher or it's just obvious he's he's taken out um, and he's not able to compete, like you, us fans know he's not going to be there in the Rumble match. Um, and I think if you're going to go to that extent, you need to keep him off of SmackDown. It's not going to hurt to have him off of SmackDown one week and then you can have him, like I said, return the following week and then set the build for Elimination Chamber, depending on how many weeks out you are and how many weeks you, you know, you need for a story. Um, so I think that's probably where I'm going to go. I think Sammy is going to sell his soul um, and to the bloodline, but we're still going to love Sammy. It's not going to be a dastardly act or in a way that we, like, Sammy's trying to get us to hate him or anything like that. I think we're still going to feel for Sammy. We're still going to love him. Or, and we're still going to want him to be accepted in the bloodline. But at the end of the day, I think Roman is done with Sammy. He's come to the end of the road. And I think at the end of the match, after Roman Reigns is celebrating, Solo is going to be sent to just destroy poor Sammy. And I think the wise man, Paul Heyman, is going to be standing there holding the titles. Reigns is going to be standing there with that layer on his neck and just just watching, just observing. I don't know what the Usos are going to be doing. Probably getting ready for the Rumble match. Um, since they, you know, maybe they just don't need to be out there since Solo is out there, right? And and Sammy. So that's where I see that going. Um, I don't know, guys. I I, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. So we get a longer journey of with Sammy being involved in the bloodline and not on the outs, but I think we're, like I said, sadly coming to an end. But with that, we are down to the last two matches on the card, which are, of course, the Rumble matches themselves. The first we'll get into is the women's. Um, again, like I was mentioning earlier, they need to they need to do something with the women's division as a whole. Them being WWE, uh, it's just... It's just lacking right now, you know, like long story short. And I think easy answer, it's, it's just lacking right now. Um, I think we only have seven women announced for the match itself. And obviously there's 30 participants. So that's interesting. And I think the obvious choice with it being Rhea Ripley is obvious for the wrong reasons. It's obvious just because she's the best character. She's the best woman in the division that we have. Maybe not even outside of the champions, right? She's the most intriguing. She's the most dominant. And she's not even wrestling. She's just a character. And I think that that speaks volumes to the work that she's been doing with the Judgment Day and and what they've been doing as an act. But saying that is, is kind of proving my point where... I don't think Rhea should win. 
I don't think the story, and again, that that's probably my crutch of the night. Uh, the story is the key here, and to me, the story with Rhea Ripley is Dominic still right now, and I think Rhea Ripley still has more than enough time to be a focal point of the women's division, and I can honestly see her going on a dominant path after WrestleMania, probably maybe coming out of SummerSlam and then maybe leading into Royal Rumble of 2024 and winning that Rumble and then main eventing possibly WrestleMania the following year, um, a WrestleMania 40. So I would kind of prefer that, as crazy as that may sound. Um, and this is this is why, right? So with Dominic, it's the journey for Dominic is obviously not to win the Rumble, is to lead to a match, one-on-one match with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. And I think... With Rhea Ripley, she is going to be in her man's corner, right? And so that's the focal point. You don't want Rhea Ripley to first either A, come out and accompany Dominic to the ring, and then either later that night or the following night have a women's championship match. Like, that's just, to me, it's just, it's just, it, it doesn't fit, right? And then two, you haven't been telling the story that Rhea's attention is on the title. <laughs> Rhea's attention has been on Dominic, and and that's where it needs as crazy as this sounds. That's where, it, and not necessarily on Dominic specifically, but on the on the Judgment Day, but more and mainly uh, Dominic. So I think you go that route. You have Rhea Ripley go and be in the corner of Dominic, but obviously she's going to be in the Rumble match, and and she needs something to do right at WrestleMania. So with the Judgment Day and her being obviously a very vital point in that. The whole genesis of the Judgment Day was with Edge, right? It's a perfect, it's a perfect storm in a lot of ways. You had the Rumble match, thirty participants. What better way for Rhea Ripley to get screwed and to be pissed off than to have Beth Phoenix make a surprise return at the Rumble, cost Ripley the match? Not well, obviously she'll be a surprise entrant. Throw her over the top rope. Rhea Ripley's pissed, so a that completely knocks her out of the title picture which is what you want to do here at least in my world my scenario and b it sets Rhea Ripley up with a high profile match say what you want but Beth Beth Phoenix is a pioneer in the women's division and she did a lot for the women's division in her time frame and I think if she had came around five years later um she'd be a much bigger deal than than what she was and I think she was kind of done dirty in a lot of ways so I could see, I could definitely see a, a big match at WrestleMania being Rhea Ripley facing off against Beth Phoenix, and then that sets up Finn Balor facing off against Edge for your one-on-one match, and then poor Damian Priest, I don't know what we're going to do with him yet, but we'll we'll figure out something, because um, I don't want him to just accompany Finn, right? You, you don't want to pair off everyone else from the Judgment Day and not have anything to do um, for Damian, so... We'll figure something out for Damian Priest, but that's kind of where I see that going. And again, it's probably not the popular choice. I know a lot of people are going with Rhea Ripley from what I've seen on Twitter. Um, And again, I get it, right? She's the obvious choice. And again, if she wins, I'll be happy for her, but I just feel like it's a waste. And I just feel like you're just kind of rushing something. And I think that if, if if the idea is you want to do Ripley and Bianca... You can do that next year. And I'm not saying have Bianca be the champion throughout the whole year plus because that would be kind of ridiculous. But um, you can very easily get back to that. So that leaves the problem then with 
if not Rhea Ripley, then who wins the Rumble match for the women? And with that, that's the cluster, right? I think, do I think we'll get like a surprise Sasha Banks? Not at this point. I think that'd be fucking dope if we did, but I I don't see that happening with her involvement in Japan and everything that's going on in that route. I, I don't see that. Um, I would probably be... I'd probably put more money on Naomi making a surprise return here, not winning the Rumble match itself, but making a surprise return than Sasha. Um, but again, I'm 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 not even too confident in that. Um, but I I hope she does come back. I hope Naomi does come back, or she does get back involved in wrestling in some route. But I think we'll get a Ronda Rousey sighting here. Um, I don't really know what's going on with her though. To be honest, I I could have missed something. Um, a, a big report. I don't. I doubt she's injured. I don't think so. I think we would have, I think I would have heard about that. But um, maybe I, I maybe I did miss something. But if she's not injured or anything like that, I could definitely see her making a kind of surprise return here. Um, but to me, I think the winner of the Rumble match is going to be Bailey. And again, I'm not very and I fucking love Bailey, right? But it's they've just kind of fumbled Bailey with her return and just it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be and I think that from the jump she should have came back as a solo act and as a baby face that I just I think that was kind of where we went wrong right off the bat um and I just I hope we can fix this somehow but I I I don't know how um but I even if it's going to be a boring answer and have Bailey win the Rumble match and face off against Bianca again at WrestleMania um since we've already been through all of it. And maybe not, you know, maybe Bailey can win this and and win the Rumble and face off against Charlotte and then that leaves Bianca free and then Bianca can face off against maybe oh, I don't know because that leaves Becky Lynch again. Um I don't know. See, it's just a cluster because you don't have a lot of plan B options in the women's division, which is a sad thing. Um I mean, you do have Raquel and I think she mentioned like her family's going to be there and she could be like a dark horse. Uh and I would throw a little bit of coin her way for betting wise but I just even if even if she was a surprise winner I just I wouldn't be excited about it and I just I don't think it would elevate her in the way that they would expect and and hope for it too so my money's going to be on Bailey yeah it's not the most exciting answer or anything like that but and and it's a shame to say because Bailey in the pandemic and the thunder thunderdome era was just we were just clamoring for the fans to be back there right for her to interact with us and to call us stupid idiots and shit like that or i don't think she called us stupid idiots i think that was chris jericho um but whatever she called us um cheap stupid cheap or some shit right but uh yeah and just her yelling at michael cole and shit like that but so yeah I'm not going to be surprised if Rhea Ripley wins because I feel like that's just the easy answer here, but I think it would be a waste and I really hope that they don't because I want Rhea to, I think Rhea going the route that I explained earlier, crazy enough, is is a more star-making moment for her than it would be to face off against for the women title, women's title right now. So that's where I'm at with that. And now with the men, the men's Royal Rumble match. With this one... We already went over the Sami Zayn factor. Um, going with my predictions earlier, I think Sami Zayn is going to be incapacitated and not able to compete in the Rumble match. And yes, that will piss off the fans in, I think, San Antonio is where they're going to be at. Um, but, you know, sucks. You know, shit, shit sucks sometimes. But um, I think 
we will get a much, much bigger surprise and and enjoyment out of the Rumble um, with maybe one of my surprise picks here, or not picks rather, but surprise entrance. And that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that's probably, that could be crazy, but I think with seeing how great he did in his WrestleMania match last year against Kevin Owens, um, and just the shape that he's in, right? I think to do make an appearance in the Royal Rumble is is nothing at this point. Like if he can do the shit that he did last year at the and taking a what was it, a suplex on the concrete floor? Like if if Homeboy can withstand that, like he could be thrown over the top rope. You know, like come on. So. I think, and it, especially if it's in San Antonio, Texas, like, come on. Um, again, I, I feel like I'm right with it being in San Antonio, but it could be off. Um, but if, I mean, if they are in Texas, even more reason for him to be there. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a surprise entrant for me. I don't see him, obviously, winning, nor do I think he should. Um, but if he is in good enough shape and he's feeling good, I could see whoever eliminates him from the match itself maybe possibly setting up a one-on-one match against Austin at WrestleMania. Um, I think that would obviously have to be, like, a select person. If Hear me out. If you want to go a Bobby... Or not a Bobby. If you want to go a Brock Lesnar route, um, I know he's kind of entertaining the Bobby Lashley route, I think, right? Brock Lesnar just came back. Am I having a pipe dream right now? <laughs> Bob or Brock Lesnar just came back last week on, on the raw authority. I'm pretty certain. Um, so yeah, he did. <laughs> I just, I don't know what happened there guys, but, um, so I guess he is kind of preoccupied, but I don't know. Again, I could be way off in, in just in a different realm with predicting Stone Cold can make a surprise entrant here. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's it's that crazy, you know, of of a of a pick. So again, I'm not picking him to win, but just a, a pick as a surprise entrant rather. So that's one. Um, taking a couple notches down, and no disrespect, but I mean, you know, Stone Cold is one of the goats, obviously. Um, but another surprise entrant I could see is Nick Aldis. He has been free from the NWA for a couple months now. He hasn't shown up anywhere. He there's kind of a little bit of some back and forth between him and, uh, oh my gosh, I almost blinked on the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, singer Billy Corgan, duh, <laughs> my god, but, um, yeah, they had a little bit of a falling out, apparently, um, which Nick all just did a whole interview, I think with Sam Roberts, if I'm not mistaken, um, addressing that when it happened, um, so he's been a free agent and I think just looking at him and yes I know he had some some grief with I think Bruce Pritchard a few years back or whatever um and then when the whole you know trash gate thing with Mickey James happened um with them sending her shit in a trash bag um I just I had I think you know at the end of the day money talks and and if Mickey can make a return last year in the Royal Royal Rumble. Why can't Nick put it, you know, in the past? So, I think I think that'll be a good pick and um or a good get for WWE. And I think he's just a natural fit there. And I think once Mickey is done doing what she's doing over in Impact, and yes, I know she just won the Women's Championship, but I could see her holding on to that for maybe two months or so, and then dropping it, and then making her way back to WWE to be alongside Nick. And especially since they have a son, just makes it easier for traveling, all that good stuff. So. And I think Nick deserves it, right? Nick has been 
just grinding on the independent scene and the NWA for years now, and he's never really had like a good solid run in WWE. So I think he he deserves that pay increase and that pay bump. Um, and yeah, it'd be really cool to see just what Nick Aldis looks like in WWE. I think it would kind of be kind of surreal in a lot of ways um, to start off, and I think it'd be really cool, and I'd be really excited to see it. Um, another pick that I have as a surprise entrant is Matt Cardona. I think the former Zack Ryder, he obviously has been fucking killing it on the indie scene for the past year-ish? Two years? Year and a half? Whatever. Um, and just completely reinvented himself, and he fucking killed it, too. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, I, I just didn't really put much thought into what Zack Ryder was gonna do next once he was released by WWE. And dude fucking killed it. He made a fan out of me. Um, mad respect for him. So I, and look, if he doesn't want to come back and he is, he loves what he's doing and he's making apparently more money in the indies than what he was making in WWE. Now, granted, if he comes back with this, the stock that he's built in his name, I'm sure they would pay him handsomely. And hopefully they do and, and props to him. Um, but if he's having more fun in the indies, then kudos to him. And also, um, speaking of, of Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, I could see uh, Chelsea Green being a surprise entrant for the women's side in the Rumble match as well. Um, so yeah, I could see them coming back as a as a couple, you know, not necessarily as a couple together, um, <clears throat> but just a, a couple. And, and you, you know, it makes life easier, right? If you and your spouse, your partner are working for the same company, especially when your job is to travel like wrestlers do, like just make shit easier. So I could definitely see that as well. But I, yeah, again, not saying Matt Cardona is going to win, but I think it'd be really cool. I think it'd be cool to kind of hear the old entrance theme for him with the, um, the O radio and then just like a screech and then his, uh, his independent theme. Uh, I forget the name of his, his entrance that he, he uses his entrance music, but it'd be cool just to hear that. So if, I think if they do it for Cody, right, they should do it for Matt Cardona. And, and yes, I know they're not on the same level, but you know, it, it is what it is. I it's it's not gonna hurt WWE to just cave in on Matt Cardona, but we'll see. But speaking of Cody, I think it's kind of the elephant in the room. I think before well, before I kinda get into that, do I think The Rock is coming back? Man, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. Part of me doesn't even want to buy into the hype one way or the other until after the rumble. Even though that's kind of the fun part, right? But I'm just kind of getting to the point where it's like, all right, if he doesn't come back or if he doesn't come at the Royal Rumble, then I'm just kind of over it. Like, I'm just kind of like hoping and wishing that he's coming back and like, and just kind of taking my, my energy and my excitement out of other avenues and putting it into this one. Um, And granted, obviously, The Rock comes back and and makes a surprise entrance at the rumble or whatever um am I gonna be fucking excited absolutely it's the rock right but if not then it's like all right like can we just kind of get off of that train now if if dude's not gonna come back if dude can't get in shape because of his schedule then okay like let's just not pressure him let's not keep bringing it up right um but flip side if he is returning and that is the plan all along and the reports the past couple of weeks have just been bullshit, which wouldn't be surprising. Um, then yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm totally down for a rock Roman on night one and then rock Cody spoiler there on night two or flip it. However you want to. Um, I, I 
regardless if the rock comes back i don't see rock winning the rumble i don't think that's that should even be a thing i don't the rock and roman reigns doesn't even need to be for the title so why would he need to win the Rumble match itself? It just doesn't make sense. I think it would be kind of a slap in the face to Cody Rhodes with the hype and the build that you've put into the story and the video packages and what he went through in the Hell in a Cell match and just the trilogy with Seth Rollins. I just, in a big elaborate return last year at the Rumble, I just, I think it would just make no sense <laughs> And WWE has done some crazy things in the past, right? But I I just, I don't see them going through everything that they went through to build up Cody and to bring him back in this specific version of Cody Rhodes. And then to just pop the balloon, right? And to just leave us all just, just stranded, right? On the side of the road, just like, oh, just kidding. Like, your 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 journey ends here. I, I, just, I don't see that, so... My money is going to be on Cody Rhodes for this one. I'm going with with everyone else. I'm going with the majority pick. Um, I I think it's it's the Triple H story. I think it's it's crazy if you don't go this route with Cody. I think it's the Triple H journey from when he came back from tearing his quad back in 2002. I believe it was 2001, 2002. Um, actually, technically, I think it was 01 leading in, leading into 02. Um, but whatever. Um, not important. But you you guys know what I mean. But it would be the, and again, maybe inflating the Cody version, but again, hear me out. It, it would be like if you had Triple H returning from his quad injury, making his return at the Rumble, and then losing the Rumble, and then not going on to face Tri- Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 18 that year. It, it just, it wouldn't make sense, right? So that's kind of in the same hand for me. It, you don't have Cody Rhodes go through that insane injury the pec tear and seeing that visual and having him go through the hell and cell go through however many months of recovery it's been give us all these video packages show us the video packages in the weeks leading up to the rumble tell us he's going to be there and then not have him win i just think that would be a, a serious just fuck you to the fans and i i don't see i don't see triple h doing that and i think if that happens i think this is going to be very telling um but I, I, I don't see that happening, regardless if The Rock is there, if Stone Cold is there, if whoever is there. I think this is Cody's rumble to win. I think this is Cody's journey to go on. Um, and I'm here for it. I'm I'm very excited for it. I think that that's where all roads need to lead. All roads leads to ending the reign of Roman. So that's where my money is at. I could be wrong um but i i I don't think i'm i'm wrong on this one um and if i am they better have a hell of a story and if it's Sami Zayn, then okay you know i i want to see how that plays out but i just while i would fucking love to see sammy win the rumble i just again i don't see that being the sammy and bloodline story I, i i see it like i described earlier but Thank you guys so much for going through the prediction journey with me. I appreciate you guys for listening, downloading, like I said, all that good stuff earlier. Feel free to let me know what you guys think of my predictions and let me know what you guys are thinking on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S and on the show's Twitter at Podcast underscore. As always, guys, have a great night and we'll talk soon.